Welcome back to Hot Tea Hot Takes, where the tea is hot. And the takes are hotter. I'm Erin. And I'm Evangeline. And today we are going to be, you know, kind of pulling out of the, the past genres for a minute here and talking about uh, modern music, some like current stuff that we've been listening to because we haven't talked about that stuff in a while. Yeah. New music that's come out recently um, and kind of what's been trending in terms of uh, music on the charts right now. Yes, and you know, when it comes to trending on the trend, tr- what? trending on the charts, trending on the trend, trend, trendy train, um, trending on the charts, the great uh, decider of what is popular music these days is TikTok. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. <laughs> like, like when I was listening through kind of like Spotify's top 50 today, um, I recognized a lot of the songs less by uh, the name and more by when I listened to it, I was like, oh, I've heard this on TikTok. I've heard this 30 seconds on a TikTok. <laughs> it's insane how much it's starting to, like, you know, control uh, popular music and control what is, you know, making it in this industry. Um, I think it's interesting, too, because it's like before I know, like, even to some degree, I don't know, with Vine or like with YouTube, like it's always the people trying to like, like copyright bots are always like slamming down right. on like, using copyrighted music. But it seems like more people, like more artists have and, and their handlers, not just the artists themselves, but the people who are in control mm-hmm. of these kind of things realize how profitable TikTok is. And mm-hmm. they realize that instead of trying to remove all the videos who use this sound, be the person that puts the sound up officially so that they're using your official sound and um, and spreading the word about the music. Like these days, some artists are just circumventing all of the normal steps and just trying to get big on TikTok. It's a totally different way to do it because it's less about, um, no, that's my song, like you yeah. can't play it in your video, and more about, yes, use it, just use my version, my sanctioned version. And I mean, there are some artists that make music that just instantly it just feels like it's made for tiktok mm-hmm. um i think dua lipa is very much like that and and doja cat and drake um and drake <laughs> like when what well, like things that they put out and it, i don't know if it's intentional or not but they are just almost perfectly suited um and and of course there's just some artists that are big anyway that people want to like do dances and stuff to their songs like um, like DaBaby and stuff. Like, mm. I think he would be making the same music no matter what. But I kind of think that people like Doja Cat um, have started to shape the, what they're putting out based around TikTok a little bit. Because, yeah. you know, her most recent album, there were like five or six songs on there that became TikTok viral um, because people were dancing to them and, and or, you know. And, and so it, I'm sure that she's had to think about, like, because she put out a song that was previously unreleased just because it blew up on TikTok. I think it's called Freak. Um, and I, I kind of wonder if that virality on TikTok was what prompted her to be like, well, I'm just going to release it and I'm going to start thinking about, you know, whether my songs are going to be big on TikTok or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that there's like... Um... Like, I think that, well, like, Drake recently, or, like, I guess last year, technically late last year, released that, or maybe it was early this year, I don't remember, this year, and actually, no, it was this year, because it was during the COVID times, this has been a weird year, (laughs) Um, but Drake released the Toosie Slide or whatever earlier this year, like, in the summer, and that was clearly designed to, like, be a dance trend, because there was, like, dance instructions in the, in the, um, in the chorus, so I definitely think that some of the artists are just, you know, it's an... 
easy cash grab. It's it, it's yeah. less charming when it's coming from established artists like Drake because it's like you're clearly well, just doing it to manipulate you know the algorithm or whatever. I mean, play the game, but I'm just saying you know these are people who were successful before TikTok, but it also has led to a bunch of underdiscovered people being discovered. I mean, from TikTok we've gotten little Nas X who's about to release. I sound like an old lady, little Nas X who's about little to release little Nas X Nosis Nosotimus. <laughs> anyway, um, little little Nas X who just released some new music um, and his, uh, and the song that he just released is going to be on his new debut album, his debut full-length album. So he's one of the people that has managed to milk long-term success out of a TikTok hit, which, if you can believe it, came out last year. Early last yeah, year, but still in the year of 2019. Feels like a long does time it ago. feel like we have lived in 2024 a century? Yes, it yes, does. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, I think it's like, it's great when artists feel like they are still making good music, even if it does go big on TikTok. Because, like, I think the 2Z slide was, like, so... I mean, I just felt like it was really lazy. For yeah, it's very lazy. It was like right foot up, left <laughs> foot slide. This is a square it's dance. You're in a barn. <laughs> it's not even like a dance. It's like right foot up, left foot slide, right. left foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying right. either way, we about to slide. Like that's not a dance, it's the right? Laziest it's dance. literally two steps. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't know. It just felt. It felt crazy, but, but then you only you compare it to somebody like uh, Meg The Stallion, and you know, yeah. and you're like, I'm. Not, I mean, Megan The Stallion was kind of on the up on the uprising anyway but i'm not sure she'd be as big as she is now without tiktok no i mean because uh the savage dance that you know went with that song um absolutely just you know it blew it up to another level and i think she has she's another one of those people who i think really whatever she puts out i mean mm -hmm. wap obviously uh was uh or wap i think most people she said what's wap although that's technically a cardi b song well, remember the do the wop, wop, wop. I danced to that in college. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> that song. Wop, wop. Yeah. There's wop. And yeah, then there's that, the that's W O P, though. Yeah. That's but I wop. just was making sure I wasn't pronouncing <laughs> it wrong. But, but, like, no, when Cardi said, she says, I'm talking wop, wop, wop. That's oh, she what... does say that. She does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, that's Fun fact, I had a uh, third grader, an uh, eight year old in my class today, uh, start singing that. And I was like, ah, shut that down. Shut it down, kids. Not today. Well, I mean, like, I think that that song blew up on TikTok, obviously. It pro it did very well anyway. But I think that Meg is kind of a favorite of TikTok. People people love her on there. People love Lizzo on there, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, and Meg and Lizzo and Lil Nas X all have profiles and they make videos. And I think that that's part of it. Because I don't know that Drake doesn't have a TikTok, but he just doesn't seem like the TikTok kind of guy. Like, he's a little bit, you know... I don't know. He's much more about like rooftops and champagne and mm -hmm. crying, you know, whatever. But like, um, I feel like Drake has been phoning in him for the last two or three years. If I'm being honest, I mean, <laughs> I just, I really don't feel like he's been trying. Like since when his last album, I'm just like, all right. When did Scorpion come out? Well, give me one second. It's, uh, two years 2018. ago. 2018. Yeah. 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 The last couple of years, I don't know if they've been his. I mean, he, does he need to make new music? That's the thing. It's like I, I feel like he's he's just coasting right now because he is so successful and i mean he yeah. he can release anything and it becomes a hit so it's like i really do feel like i didn't think scorpion was that great of an album and i certainly didn't feel like anything he's put out since then was worth anything like that this well he's done i guess features but he hasn't really released he has this thing called dark lane demo tapes which i've never listened to it sounds interesting well, what's the laugh now cry later is that his song or somebody else's it is it's uh Live it's research. His. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's it's one just, of It kind of looks like they shared it, which is weird. It doesn't, like, have one of them. Who was he with? Uh, Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk. All right. Don't know who that is. Don't know who that is. <laughs> um, sorry, Lil Dirk. But anyway, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't think Drake is that committed to... Um, in, invention and trying new things anymore. No. Um, maybe he's going to surprise us. I don't know. I don't want to like write him off. Honestly, he put out something in 2019 called Care Package, which was some of his older stuff. Um, I think that's true. Yeah, I believe so. And I really like some of the songs on there. But he hasn't really tried something new since like More Life, in my opinion, because I think Scorpion was kind of like a lot of... It was just kind of like, you know... Drake being Drake. Uh, More Life had some interesting kind of sampling and stuff that I liked. Um, but, you know, again, <laughs> he doesn't have that to try album. new things. <laughs> My brother, who is a Drake fan to some extent, described the Scorpion album as, quote, booty juice. So, booty juice. <laughs> yeah, so not a fan of that. <laughs> well, honestly, there were some hits on there, but it was too long. Yeah, well, yeah exactly. Well, first of all, like, we don't need, like, a freaking 50-track album. <laughs> it's too long. Too many songs. Wait, let me tell you how many songs are on there. A lot. <laughs> Let me check. Why are you looking into that? Let me see what you got. Oh, am I going to have to count? 25! Yeah, 25. That's too many. Oh, that's too many songs. Time? That's half the Hamilton soundtrack. I mean, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you need a 12 to 15 song album? That is it. That is all you, you get. You got to learn how to edit. Anyway, that's my opinion. Um, speaking of albums that we have been listening to, do you want to talk about Ariana Grande? Sure, yeah. Now, has she completely released her new she album? Has. Or she just really Okay, yeah. The Whole Positions. I listened to it yesterday, um, on my day off. Um, just to kind of, like, back up a little bit, and, like, I, when I really, re- you know, thought back and, like, realized this, I have kind of been an Ariana Grande stan for, like... Since Yours Truly, which was in 2013, because I asked my parents for that album, like for the CD, uh, for my birthday or Christmas, which I'm like, is crazy. Because yeah. like, I'm not a crazy Ariana Grande fan. I just loved that album. Um, I didn't watch Victorious because we didn't have, you know, cable. Um, so I knew her from her music. And honestly, I've listened to every, I mean, I've, you know, listened to every album that she's put out since then. And... Um, you know, there's some things that I love about her, some things that I don't like about her, but I do think she's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like she's def- she's put, a- she's had a, she's had a lot of output recently. Cause it's like, she released two albums. Was it last year? No, I mean, Sweetener was 2018. Thank you. Next was 2019. But those back to back then, and then positions is, yeah. is a lot I mean, of that's, that's a full album per year, year. since 2018, which yeah. is a lot. I mean, considering she has had a lot of public stuff going on, like her relationship and Pete Davidson and then, you know, the death of Mac Miller and the bombing in Manchester, like she, yeah, she went through, through a lot. it in the past few years. And, um, Positions is not my favorite album of hers, but I do really like a lot of things about it. Um, she uses some instrumentation on there, which actually reminds me of yours truly, because what I liked about it, you know, with my music taste then was like, I love the strings. I love instrumentation. And she's got these very kind of sweeping, like, um, very romantic kind of, like, uh, arrangements on some of the songs, which I really liked. So it kind of reminds me of that. It feels like she's taken a lot of elements of her discography, things that she's done on different albums, and melded them. Mm-hmm. She feels older in this, which I kind of think was it was time, because, like, at a certain point, you can't... She's got to be more, like, a you know... A mature singer mm-hmm. 
she still hasn't really worked on that enunciation. She <laughs> and just like no, switching that. Not up. really. The position song in particular stood out to me because I heard it the first time, and I was just like, I heard switching my positions for you. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, I don't know what she's saying. I don't. Like she doesn't it. necessarily <laughs> enunciate. But the thing is, and it bothers me because like I know she knows how because she started out on Broadway. Like this woman has had like classical like theater singing training, so there's no way she has not at some point been taught how to enunciate yeah. her words. This is a style choice, I guess, but it's not one that I like. Right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. And that song is specifically bad. I think there's some others where it's not as bad. Um, I feel like, not that her older songs didn't ring true, but there's something about this one, this album, where it feels like she's more mature. Like, um, she, you know, she talks a lot about sex, and that's, she's always, you know, almost always has. Maybe not her earliest album. She's always kind of used innuendo and stuff. And mm-hmm. this album is a lot more direct. Like, she really, I mean, she's, it's more explicit. <laughs> yeah, it's more explicit. But it also seems a little more genuine. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like, like she's some just of doing the it middle stuff. Old, but... Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dangerous Woman, I think she was trying to prove that she was, like, a woman, you know? Yeah. And this is, like, she's talking more about stuff that's really happened to her. Um... Now, all that to say, like, do I feel like I learned anything new about Ariana Grande listening to this album? Like, not really. Like, she doesn't have a lot of songs where you feel like you're getting a glimpse into who she really is. Except I really liked uh, POV um, because, you know, she's got that line in there that's like, for all of my pretty and all of my ugly, too. I feel like she's a little more vulnerable on that song Mm -hmm. because so much of the time she's got a very kind of empowering, very, like, I'm beautiful, like, we're, you know, we're having beautiful lovemaking, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, God is a woman. I am God. The way I'm so good at sex, I'm literally a goddess. (laughs) But, like, to have her kind of be a little more vulnerable, like, I have a bad, I can have a bad side. Like, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, but I just don't feel like she's like, she doesn't open up that much. She used, like, she has, you know, very pretty language, but does it necessarily like tell me a lot about her? Not so much. Uh, Off the Table is an interesting song. It features The Weeknd and basically the point of it is, um, if I can't love you or if I can't have you or if you're not in my life in some way, I don't know who she's talking about, but is love off the table for me? Um, which I felt was a little more personal too. It doesn't feel so just like any love song. It feels like she's mourning some sort of loss of love in her life. So that, that felt more, um, you know, more, you know, true to who she is, but I hope that she continues to kind of push and, and be more honest in her music. Now, have you had a chance to listen to, uh, Taylor Swift's new album? Which was she released a couple of months ago, like back I in the summer. I did not. I don't know what I. No, I know what I was doing. I was working. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't listen <laughs> to it. That's all she does, really. <laughs> uh, um, but you liked it, though, right? I did. I honestly, like, yeah. Okay, so like, I'm not the biggest Taylor fan, and I've been. I've said that before. I got some issues with her, but um, but it's not that I have never liked the name for music. It's just I feel like the personal drama got a little old. Yeah, I did not. Definitely. I thought the Reputation album was. I just. It's like, I don't doubt that there have been things that have happened to you, some of which has been unfair, but at a certain point, get over yeah. it. Like, get over yourself. I, I don't need to hear you complaining about stuff that happened 10 freaking years ago. Like, she made yeah. references to the Kanye thing at the VMAs, like, last year, and I'm like, girlfriend, it has been a so decade. Let it go. Also, <laughs> like, like I, no offense, like, if you love Kanye West, like, don't listen, but... <laughs> 
if you are going to get into drama with that kind of person, that kind of person who's always going to instigate and keep poking that bear, yes, you are never going to hear the end of it. You've no. got to let it go. And yeah, you're never gonna, you're never going to come out on top, really. Even if you're because right, he, even if you're in the right, exactly. because it's just like he's just, he's just, you're not. He's it's nef- it's yeah. never gonna, you're, you're never, never gonna, gonna be win. able to. It's like Donald Trump or something. Like you know, at a certain point, yeah. you just gotta let it go. <laughs> It's not going to be a fight worth fighting yeah. if you're going to be in drama with Kanye West for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's just, yeah. But so anyway. I hope that she can kind of move past that. And I think that bit. she is somewhat because I feel like, like, so she released Lover last year and it was okay. Uh, it was definitely sort of a cultural reset from, from like, Reputation was kind of a lot of experimentation, not all of which worked out, I don't think. It's and kind it, of like a guilty pleasure album for me. Mm-hmm. I, it's It's so like... You know, put on your high heels and stomp around. Like I don't do that, but yeah. like it's still, it's kind of a, it's a fun album to listen to. Did I think it had a lot of, you know, guts to it? Not really. Yeah, I mean, she certainly was trying something. Like I said I just don't think all of it worked. And then Lover, we had a couple of interesting songs. We had You Need to Calm Down, which I've already talked about how I feel about that. But Folklore was sort of just a, it was a much more subdued album much more subdued. I mean, she released it over the quarantine period. And apparently, I didn't, I'm just now realizing this as I'm looking it up, but she released like four EPs that were additional content to that album. So it's like, she's got Folklore, which is the full album, and it is 16, um, Jack, 16 tracks long and even has a couple of explicit tracks which for taylor is whoa, you know new whoa. um but then there's also folklore the sleepless nights chapter which has some different ones and folklore the yeah i showed up at your party chapter and folklore the salt block the salt box house chapter so she had a lot of content yeah, on she this put album a lot of stuff and out. i'm sure some of this is, is repeated content but I, some of this probably different versions and remixes of, of the same songs but yeah i mean she's got bonnie bear on there um and it's just it's much it's different yeah it's, it's different. definitely different and it, like i honestly kind of like it i feel like it's it's more subdued like i said and i find it more pleasant than um something like reputation oh yeah reputation <laughs> pleasant is not a word to describe that yeah. necessarily um, grading is <laughs> like i still like some like she works with jack antonoff who if you don't know was in fun and he is one of my favorite songwriters he he's bleachers now who i'm about to talk about because <laughs> i love he just released new music um i love jack antonoff he writes with a bunch of different people he writes with taylor swift and like i could hear his stuff a little bit on mm-hmm. that album and maybe that's why i like it um but i also think like the lyrics, which is Taylor more, um, you know, some of them were, it's like, oh, you can, fun, period. That's fun, period. Yeah. 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 I thought you, I, I don't know what I thought band. you were saying, but yeah, the one that they did that song with mm-hmm. Janelle Monet a little while ago, uh, Tonight We Are Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings you back to it like was very sophomore 20, year of college. It was a 2012 band. <laughs> yeah. um, very 2012. <laughs> with uh, Nate Roos yeah. and um, sorry to the other member of Fun. But anyway. He's very uh, Queen inspired. I period. loved Fun. <laughs> they came to Jackson, Mississippi where I went to school. Um, we didn't go see him. Rip. Wish I had done that. We're not a band anymore. But, um, but you know, back to what I was saying about Taylor. Like sometimes I think she relies on um, kind of metaphor kind of like imagery a little too hard mm-hmm. um and i think reputation suffered for that so to hear that she is a little more i mean i i saw some of the lyrics from folklore it's very poetic so yeah 
I think she's she is. You can say anything you want about Taylor Swift. You can't say that she has not tried a lot of stuff. Oh no, absolutely. She, she definitely absolutely has. has she's tried had a long career, and and that career has been full of experimentation, which I mean is natural. And I'm, she is one of yeah. not, not I would say not many people who have managed to completely switch genres. Yeah, like it was a transitional period, but she's clearly in the pop world now. I mean, folklore, I guess, is more indie folk pop but still mm-hmm. pop it's definitely not country um and she was you know pure country when she was first getting started and so um i definitely think that that's you know she's her for someone so young her career has gone through a lot of evolutions absolutely and she you know i think that she we've seen her grow up and so a lot of people i think have not been very you know empathetic to that yeah. but she has she has really grown up and um you know, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to, you know, get into beef that you shouldn't be in. But I do think that, like, I'm glad that she doesn't, she hasn't felt trapped in country um, this whole time. She has, I, I like, honestly, that the, you know, folk and country are very in, intertwined in a lot of ways. And I'm glad that she's, like, bringing a little bit of that back. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bleachers released new music. Um, uh you may know Bleachers from the song I Want to Get Better. That's one of their bigger songs, but it's Jack Antonoff. He released new music. It's very kind of guitar-based. It's like kind of inspired by quarantine. One of the songs features Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Who, you know, how I feel about Bruce Springsteen. But, um, it's similar to how still, I feel about Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> still good stuff. Um, other new stuff that's come out, uh, Billie Eilish just released a new song called Therefore I Am. Oh, yes. Personally, I think it's awesome. I really like it. Yeah, I like it, too. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Billie Eilish fan. I've said before, I am too. you know, like, some people, like, clown on Billie Eilish a little bit because I, she's one of those people that I think is kind of a victim of her fan base, where people associate, yeah. like, her with, like, edgy teen girls who are, like, trying way too hard to pretend that they're, like, tough and scary and edgy or whatever, yeah. and they're just too scared to ask for extra ketchup at the McDonald's. And, like, I like I read some yeah. tweets, like, Billie Eilish writes songs for girls who say they're edgy on their MySpace pages and are too afraid to ask for ketchup at the McDonald's. Not MySpace, but, you know, whatever the, MySpace. Whatever the analogous Bro. thing is for Gen Z. <laughs> I dated myself big time anyway but um and i was like yeah i get it but i really feel like okay yes her music is very angsty she is a teenage girl teenagers are angsty like you know mm-hmm. I, at some point it's like you have to be somewhat forgiving if she were 47 and making music like this yeah. i'd be like oh gosh but like she's a kid and she makes music that reflects who, how she feels and i do see some real talent there in both her lyricism and her production or her brother's production and her voice and her so voice beautiful. her voice is beautiful like when she actually is like singing it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful she's got a gorgeous tone um and i feel like her music will mature as she does yeah but um but i was like yeah i do i do i do like it even though i understand that it lends itself to like those dude like it can be a little uh, cringy I mean, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it can be a little cringy but i do appreciate like what what it is and you have like i said like i, I was thinking about comparing her to like someone like melanie martinez who uh-huh. i do think is extremely cringy and i do not like at all um but yeah. i did go through a phase where i did um, melanie martinez has this kind of like 
baby thing. She yeah, it's sort of this creepy, very, like, like, alter ego where she's the crybaby. So it's like she's a baby. She's just like a little girl. Yeah. But, like, her whole, her whole, and she's like a doll, I think, theoretically. But also, and, like, her family's really screwed up. And so her mom's like a drug addict or something. And it's like her dad is cheating. And there's a whole bunch of, like, dark, awful story. stuff happening. There's, like, a whole story, overarching yeah. storyline from the first album and the second album, K-12, which she released uh, earlier this year. Um, I think it was early, early this year. She kind of does uh, a very, like, um, infantilization yeah infantilization thing. thing and it's just it yeah, it, it it gets ho- it runs hollow after a while like the fr- yeah, initially it's time. like okay but then after a while it's, like, it's a little bit creepy and gross plus it's much more sexual than billy eilish's stuff oh, like uh, billy eilish does the weird thing but it's just more just like i'm a crazy girl thing it's not so much that she's pretending to be a baby and she is literally you know she just turned 18 yeah. versus melanie martinez i'm not sure how old she is but i know that she's a, a grown woman and she's yeah. you know so it it hits a little bit differently it's like it, that does feel a little try hard and a little look i took a cute thing and i made it dark and sexual thing. and evil like oh, never seen that before like yeah okay yeah. i get <laughs> um yeah i i really hate when people um I mean to Billy just in terms of like for being her age mm-hmm. because I think we we force people to be so old so fast and if she's like expressing something that she really feels like let her do it mm-hmm. I also just grinds my gears when people are um, uh, mean to her about her body or yeah, they the body want, shaming is awful. it's awful um you know that being said like you said like some of her music can be a little bit too like edgelord mm-hmm. um but <laughs> I think Therefore I Am is great. It reminds me of the stuff on her 2017 album, Don't Smile at Me, the one where mm-hmm. she's sitting under a ladder. Um, and that it's very, it's not as, it's not as over, like, and then not that it, her music is really overproduced, but it doesn't have as much of a production of it. Mm-hmm. It's very kind of low and quiet and like rhythmic. And I think that's why I like it because it's like, um, it's like taking it down a notch from the kind of uh, production of mm-hmm. When We All Fall Asleep. And so, I don't know. I think it's great. And her, yeah. in her music video, she's running around an empty mall and eating a pretzel. Yeah, and a donut and uh, some french fries. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is truly, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's truly a middle finger to all of the people who are, like, criticizing her, which is, like, I completely agree. I mean, particularly the body shaming stuff. Because, like, when she, because, you, you know, they criticized her for wearing baggy clothes all the time. Before she, she became expressed 18. That she was, like, that she didn't like being sexualized, so she wore baggy clothes. And then they were trying their darndest to find, like, paparazzi photos of her with like not baggy clothes on like I remember they were sharing around this one it's picture so where she was creepy. like in a sports bra or something that clearly was not a post photograph like somebody creepily took that picture I'm like this girl is 17 like what Leave is wrong with you all? <laughs> and then the minute she turns 18 they're like oh looking a little chubby yeah like, oh, she looks I'm fat like, can you okay. shut or, up? Or, 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 or the award show thing where she was like in a bathing suit top it uh-huh. wasn't even like a skimpy bathing suit it was just like I don't even think it was a two piece but it was just like a bathing suit and they were like she got boobs and I'm just like what it's, is wrong with you people it is wild <laughs> I hate it. I don't like it at all. I just like the way that society treats women in general is awful, but yeah. particularly an underage girl. I'm like, good lord. It's like the you know the stroke of midnight. Like, <laughs> oh, we can sexualize you now. Like, very weird. Yeah. It just it exposes how much people wanted to oh, before. Gosh. They did that stuff to Emma Watson too, like in her yeah. Harry Potter years. Like, like, oh, she's so hot. I can't wait to see the age so I can be legally horny for her. And I'm like, can y'all please relax? <laughs> like, oh, I want us to be legally horny. <laughs> like, no, I was like, yikes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. A, it's truly like it, it exposes a lot of people's motives when, like, the minute they're eighteen, they're like, <laughs> and I'm like, ew, yeah, gross, disgusting. Um, 
Yeah, you want to talk about uh, Lil Nas X's I was, I was just holiday about to say, song? Yeah, what do you think about holiday? Uh, we watched the video together. Yes. Um, it is like, if okay, so in Billy's one, you're just like, it's like one cameraman and her like running on an empty mall eating a pretzel. Lil Nas X is the most insane video I've ever seen. It's heavily produced. <laughs> He's like Mecca, holiday man, Santa, and he's got, like, very cool hair and a beard, I think. He's, yeah, he's got a beard. At one, one shot, he's got it's a like beard Jack like Frost. Santa Claus, but another one, he's got, like, these white dreads, which yeah, are really cool. kind of dope-looking. Yeah, and he's awesome. like, yeah, he's, like, Lil Oz is a fashion icon, let's just be real. And he's <laughs> like, what's the plot? He's, like, going around this, like, future world and there's like toys yeah i think he's supposed to be santa claus because it's like i think that there are some kind of future afro futuristic santa claus because he's like sitting there with his beard and he's in a throne or whatever and then he at one point he plays like a tent like a buzz lightyear type character yeah and there's also some product placement for both the new xbox and the new ps5 so you know go all around the world there uh but uh you know it's almost christmas time the the song itself is not really that christmas themed but it does have some like christmasy elements and it's almost I think it might be in a minor key. It's definitely kind of a, like a an weird, edgier yeah. song, and like um, it's he's, not a, like ho 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 cheery. Yeah, song. it's not a cheery. He does see he has hoes on hoes, uh, which uh, <laughs> like it's in like you know rappers. <laughs> you know, you know rappers. I, I read. I was reading the genius um, like translation of the lyrics, and they said that it, that hoes on hoes line was referring to pe- to the women who were fans, including the Cyrus sisters, Miley and Noah. I guess he hangs out with them a lot because he's okay. friends with Billy Ray because they work together on the. I don't know, but apparently Aww. he's close with the Cyrus friends. family. And both Miley and Noah are good good friends of his, and so that's a thing. You had to call your friends your hoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, but said, like you wanted. I was like, I mean, isn't he supposed to be gay? Like, I don't know how many gay guys I mean, brag about the hoes that they have. But maybe but, he feels like he has to. Yeah, like, just, I don't know. I just like the rapper box. Got to mention the hoes, even Darn if I'm not into the hoes. If it's boy hoes, I don't know. <laughs> Although he does do the line, uh, I'm a bottom on the low, but I top shit. And I was like, all right, cool. But yeah, I mean, his that song was very much like lyrically was very much about his success yeah. and kind of flexing on his haters, which I mean, I respect that. You know, every every rapper has to have at least one of those in his arsenal. Just like, yeah, I'm doing well. Doesn't he say like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm pop, but I can hang with the rappers or something like yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. Like, He's pop, but rappers still respect me. And he says something like, um, uh, they want to know if I'd be lasting, if I... Even if I started flopping, it'd be fashion. And he says something like, um, "He's very fashionable." Oh yeah, I had the best. I had the best damn song. Fuck the charts, sis. I don't need them. Which I think was a dig at Billboard. Yeah. We removed him from the country charts and the whole thing. Um, yeah, uh, I guess he hasn't really had a lot of like. Uh, I made it, everybody songs. Yeah, he so. really doesn't. Like most of his songs, like if you listen to his EP, which I really enjoy, um, he doesn't really have any braggart songs. And he like, yeah, I did this and I'm awesome songs. So I, you know, I think it was due. I mean, there are rappers who do that too much, but I didn't. I don't feel like he had that many in his repertoire. No, he's still pretty young. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Justin Bieber has been releasing new music. Um, he released a song with Chance the Rapper, um, called Holy. It's fun. Uh, and fine. I mean, it's better than uh, it's better than Yummy by a Country Mile. Uh, that song should burn uh, in a fire. Yummy. And what was that other one? Intentions also yummy, sucks. Yummy, I really haven't liked yummy. anything that that Justin has dropped off his new album, which is a self proclaimed R and B album. Um, I did not like Intentions. Hated Yummy. That was the worst song I've heard this year. Um, was that this year? I think it was. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a long year. <laughs> Surely not. Oh god, now I'm pretty not. sure it's this year. Oh, we're not in this. I know. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long year. Uh, it was. That song was just oh. atrocious. And then, uh, but particularly the thing that was that was uh, 
that revealed on the that song was like not only was it not a good song but he was like objectively trying to manipulate the charts which was really like scummy oh, like he was, he was like hey like play it on repeat in your Sing spotify albums and get a get a like a vpn to make your computer say it's in the united states and then stream the song a hundred times i don't know he was trying to manipulate the charts which was pretty cringe um, well it was embarrassing <laughs> yeah. i mean he has had so much success like to be that desperate yeah. for number one was kind of sad i mean I listened to that album. Um, a lot of the songs sounded the same on it. The beats are very similar yes. over and over. Very samey. I don't know. Holy- I mean, on on Lonely, his newest song, you know, he sings and he really doesn't. He doesn't have a bad voice. I just yeah. feel like the gimmicks are like tiring. I know. And the thing is, like, all of the rest of the album is so gimmicky. And then he does um, Lonely, and it's like, I mean, okay, maybe I'd be more moved by this if it didn't kind of come out of nowhere. Like, I was just like... Yeah, I mean, he... So basically, the song is like, you know, I've made it to this point, and I am lonely even though I, you know, have reached this point of success. You know, it's the old story. Like, yes. uh, Got a lawyer and a manager, an agent and a chef. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I am rich, and yet... I'm unfulfilled. <laughs> I can't buy happiness, you know? Which, coming off of the, the album that was so, like, I love my wife like i'm married and she's yummy and like tmi mm-hmm. like uh it feels a little out of the blue sidebar I, mean, I thought it was weird that in the holy video the person playing his wife is not his wife it's like a black girl she's very yeah. pretty but i just as much as he like was thirsting oh, over his wife in the first i just figured they i mean because Haley does have some acting experience and she like i would have thought it would yeah, be her she's a model too. <laughs> yeah like, like i shouldn't... was surprised that it was just demonstrably not his wife it was definitely a black woman i don't know who she is but it That's was weird. not his wife <laughs> Um, so I, to this, I mean, he's probably gearing up for something else, but I can't believe it would be this year. Yeah. It'd probably be next year. Yeah. And like, um. To have released two singles recently. Is yeah. All, you know. Well, yeah. And like the lonely one, like somebody compared to like Mike Posner's new, so I, way back in the day, Mike Posner had the, uh. Uh, if I could write you a song to make you fall in love, I would only have you. It's like yeah, 2010 or Exactly, yeah, or 2010, like way back. I remember that. Back in the backity back. But, and then he didn't have any hits for like 10 years, and then he released that one song. Um, what was it called? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, Do I? Uh, uh, Pill in Ibiza. Pill in Ibiza. <laughs> and, that was him? Yeah, that was him. Remember oh. the whole thing? He's like a reference, uh, like, I'm... Man, he looks like he could live an hour. I'm a show. real, I'm a big, great, big baller because I make a million. Wait, no, sorry, because uh, I remind, I remind people of a song, of a pop song people forgot. I, I missed the lyrics, oh. but it's basically a song about how he like was successful and he blew a lot of his money and he was okay. all depressed and it hit because it felt sincere. Like when he talks about, yeah, you know, I didn't like it, but again, yeah. <laughs> I spend sure. it on girls and shoes. I don't know, like whether you like it or not, it feels like it comes from a real place That's of like true. sadness. Whereas I don't know. Justin Bieber, I've said this before, I don't feel like he has much of a personality. Like, he works really well as a guest star on, like, EDM songs where a lack of personality is an asset because, you know, you just blend (laughs) in with whatever the production is. That's a hot (laughs) tip. Exactly. (laughs) Well, honestly, I mean, like, you know, you can blend in with the production. There are people who overpower those kind of tracks because they have too much personality. And uh, Justin Bieber is good at blending into those kind of tracks because he doesn't really have the personality. But when it comes to releasing his own music, it's just hard for me to give a crap, especially when it comes to, like... Something like when he's trying to be heartfelt, like songs like Holy or like, um, or uh, Lonely, it's like, yeah, if this were coming from somebody else, maybe I'd care, but I just, 
I don't know. I just hear Justin Bieber, and it's like I don't like him or hate it's him. It's just he's like just fine. The it's like the storybook trajectory of a pop star. Yeah. Like of course he would release a song where he's talking about how fame is meaningless and like you actually have to have relationships. Like of yeah. course. Yeah. It's like, just it like it doesn't feel like it, it feels d- like a studio said. Okay, this is the top part of your career where you release this song. But if I had to say like this is what I know about Justin Bieber as a person, there would not be that much. Now, granted, I didn't watch that whole documentary that he did after he you know, kind of had his legal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know that much about him, and I'm not necessarily a stan. Um, <laughs> she but does like his Christmas album, though. She admitted that. <laughs> I do. Mistletoe, great song. Also, I will listen to Boyfriend anytime, any day of the week. I never let you go. I love that song. Speaking of uh, Bieber and, uh, like, that state, that era of Bieber, did you hear the um, remix of because we were talking about uh, Billie Eilish, the remix of Bad Guy yeah, featuring Justin Bieber, that was trash. He didn't make it better. <laughs> that was, he did make not it make it better. And I realized that was a big thing for Billie because she was such a fan of him as a young yeah, kid. Yeah, I'm like, and like I'm happy fine. for her, but like that remix sucked. I'm sorry. Like his verse added nothing to it. <laughs> he said something wild on that. And I'm trying to remember what it was. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Bad guy, Justin Bieber. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, she's gonna find the the cringe lyric. What was it? I just gotta look because it, every time I heard it, I was like, this is weird. Um, anyway, I'll look, I'll look, and uh, he said, Well, his, his, where's his verse? Oh, no, 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 no. Is it, I, no, that's a different thing. Sorry. (laughs) This is our process, ladies and gentlemen. The top most asked question about Billie Eilish is, is Billie Eilish rude? Can you imagine that being the number one most asked question on Google about you? Here it is. His verse says, leave her alone. Gold teeth, my neck, my wrist is froze. So icy. I got more ice than snow. That guy don't act like you don't know that guy. So critical. Skirt. Tattoos on both my sleeves. Yeah, I don't sleep. Please don't wake me. Loosen my tie so I can breathe. It ain't political. Okay, that's uh, it, That's what it was. I was like, is he talking about I can't breathe or no? But I don't think he was. I don't think he was. It was just, it was a weird time about that because, like, that's what I immediately thought. Like, I can't breathe. Like, you know, BLM and everything. But he didn't mean that. Yeah, no, he definitely didn't. Also, like, the old, the whole, my neck is froze, my rose is froze. It's like, like fine, 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 fine. These, these ad libs are just like, so icy. <laughs> So icy. Well, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing if you're like baby who literally is just covered in diamonds yeah. like, at all times. But like, I don't know. Anyway, we don't hate Justin Bieber. We just like are trying to understand him. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody has any insights, please let us know. If you are Justin Bieber and you are listening to this podcast, as I'm Justin, sure you are. Who are what, you? Who are you, man? <laughs> because I know that he has, you know, he he is a believer. He's a Christian. And I think like... I think he has tried to convey that in some of his songs. I just feel like I don't know that much more about him because he has been male pop star for his whole life. And, like, so it feels like Lonely is just another step in the male pop star lineup. Mm -hmm. I feel like even Drake had that where he's like, I'm so rich now, but all my friends, now all they want is money. Yep. You know, sucks. Surprise, like, surprise. (laughs) uh, I feel like everybody gets to that point where they're like, I'm so rich, I just don't have like the friends i'm supposed to have like you know that sort of thing uh anyway um yeah so yeah. that's what we were just thinking about uh with uh justin bieber yeah that went on a tangent but um, yeah um i think that um 
yeah we you know with some of the place things that have been released recently we were talking about um the number one song according to billboard right now is mood by two people that i've not heard of uh like you know, <laughs> some people uh, some people it's, like, it's by hang on it's by 20 24k gold in featuring eon dior now i'm sorry Which to I'm both like, of those individuals but who, who is that? <laughs> but i mean that song is all over tiktok yeah. it's like that's one thing about tiktok is you don't have to be really like that well known to blow up and then you are on the normal top 50 without the clout of Billie Eilish or Drake or whatever. Um, it's just a very interesting phenomenon. Yeah. Um, and we've got several songs. Like, see, look at the top ten here. Almost all of these are things that I've heard on TikTok. Got Mood, Positions, I Hope. Uh, now, that's a pretty good one, actually. I, I'm not always a big Charlie Puth fan, but I do like that one. I oh, hope Charlie. Gabby I love, Barrett. And, like, the thing is, like, I love Charlie. Gabby Barrett released that uh, by herself, but then the Charlie Puth remix is the one that went viral. And I really like the remix. I actually think that the remix probably improved the song um, because you hear it kind of from both sides. I don't know this song. I hope. Yeah. I hope you both feel this best by the end of the track. You ever heard that one? It's it's been on the radio a bunch. I don't know how much you listen to the radio. I don't. But, <laughs> um, exposed. <laughs> I listen to it on Spotify. Leave me alone. <laughs> Laugh now, cry later. Blinding lights. We're not sponsored by Spotify. <laughs> I might as well. Be. <laughs> might as well. We use Spotify quite a bit, but um, <laughs> you might Spotify. be listening to this on Spotify. <laughs> Please sponsor me. <laughs> Lemonade by Internet Money and Gunna, featuring again. I've never heard of these people. Lip Lemonade by Internet Money and Gunna, featuring. Don Tolver and N-A-F, N-A-B. Well, Don Tolver was like, I had no idea if I could do too much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, another TikTok thing. Holy was number seven. Dakiti was number eight with Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez. That I sounds love like Bad a, Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny's pretty good. Savage Love. If I could I pass if I could pass an executive order to forbid Jason Derulo <laughs> from ever recording music ever again, I would. Okay. Donald Trump, if you passed that order, I would have considered voting for you. I'm dead serious. I hate this man. <laughs> no. This is Jason Derulo's slander. I like Jason Derulo. I just think that's the stupidest song. Because basically what he did was he took somebody else's song, he added some yeah. Jason Derulo-ness over the top, and he's like, this is my song. Now, and no, I, don't I like hate it. him. I've always hated Jason Derulo. He releases some did you garbage. Watch, did you watch him on So You Think You Can Dance? He was very charming. I'm sure he's like, I'm sure he's a good dancer or whatnot. But did you hear him on freaking the he's one, a the, uh, the the what two hams? What was that song about? Two <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The, well, but talk dirty to me. Which the only good part about that was a um was the saxophone riff which he stole from another song from like an Israeli pop star. And then the one you uh freaking the one where he says um. Your booty like two, two planets. I don't know why I said hams. Two planets. Girl, yeah. your booty wiggle, looks like two hams. Dis- disgusting song. Yeah, He's I just hate such wiggle, a actually. meathead. Like, yeah. you, know, you got a big booty. Or like, he reads that other one was like, um, uh, thir- th- nah, th- God, drip, drink, drink yes, something. Swalla. Swalla. Yeah, oh, all of the songs, his big songs are just like nasty and meatheaded and yeah, girls got big booty, big boobies. You got button boobs. I like button boobs. Did I mention butts and boobs? <laughs> I'm like, man, you are like a grown man. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm in a locker room. Like, this is... 
All right, fine. Maybe I, maybe he's just cute. Leave me alone. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. No, he. And now that I think about it, his songs are pretty gross. Yeah. Or what about? Okay. Yeah. He's 31 years old. Also, what about the What You Say? Again, most of his good songs, good songs, quote unquote, have huge samples from other artists. He took the Emojin Heap sample and he like completely That's bastardized true. it because he took it and the whole song was about how he cheated on his girlfriend, but somehow she should forgive him yeah. because he feels bad about it. I guess. <laughs> Like, Man. Uh, I remember listening to that song at the sock hop where I went to in high school. Oh, God. That's the most homeschool sentence I've ever well, heard. Well, we wore socks. And hops. Jason Derulo had a sock hop. Yeah, well, Dying. all right. It was actually very fun. Uh, in the gymnasium. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. A lot of his songs are very grimy. Very, like, I am, like, kissing every girl from every country in the world. Even if they don't speak English, I'm going to, like, have sex. Oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah. But he has that, like, girl like, Dad, what, Jason? I don't understand. And I'm like, what is it, me love you long time? Like, what? In the, yeah, what, what is it? It does feel. It feels a little bit offensive. It's like, uh, yeah, it's the whole like, I don't care if they can even speak English. Like, I am hot and you're hot. Like, oh, geez, it's, it's so the, lowest common denominator. <laughs> well. Maybe I changed my mind. Oh, jeez. You, you were blinded by the muscles for a second. It's fine. It happens He's to the best of us. He's just cute. He's a cute face. <laughs> the Cats movie of that. <laughs> I didn't watch it. Grinding mm-hmm. in his cat costume. Stop! <laughs> If you had the misfortune of seeing Cats the movie in theaters, oh boy. Okay, listen, when was that? Was that this year? Late last year. Okay. It was like December of 2019. And it was the second to last movie I saw in theaters before the great COVID shutdown shut down our local movie theater, I think forever. It is a huge bummer. I love that movie theater. That movie theater was weird. (laughs) Yeah. And I liked it so much. It was Pete Gastonia ghetto, but it could not withstand. I mean, it was kind of dying before that, but it could not withstand. We have to have a movie theater. What are we going to do? I don't know, but it's like the. I mean, hopefully, maybe they can reopen once like the, the or somebody can buy it once like movies are a thing again but at this point i feel like the movie industry itself is kind of adapted to releasing things to streaming but i love theaters Me i love too. going to the movie in the theaters i loved old movie theaters that had weird neon signs for no reason because <laughs> they were built in like you know 1980 <laughs> and they just never updated at all yes that was I ours i loved those dirty floors and all dirty <laughs> getting weird. those like gre- popcorn grease on your yeah. Well, the well, last time we went to that theater was January of this year. We yeah, saw we the went latest to see Star Wars, Star Wars together, yeah. and then it, the world ended. <laughs> and then the world ended. <laughs> that was fun, though. It was yeah, big, good times. I cannot believe that was this year. Oh my god! I know because every year I keep a track. I keep a list of like all the movies I see, all the albums I listen to, just because I'm a nerd like that, whatever. But like, I was like, movies I'm gonna see. I saw in the theater this year, and it's like the last Skywalker. <laughs> Period. That's not even the name of the movie. <laughs> It's not. No, it's the rise of Skywalker. You're mixing it up with the last last Jedi. I am a Star Wars fan, everybody. (laughs) I actually really am. Oh wow, we went way off topic. We're talking about Star Wars, but anyway. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, Boba Fett dropped a hot track last week. Boba Fett (laughs) is the hottest new artist of 2020. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Anyway, uh, no, was Baby Yoda this year? That was last year, right? I think that was this year. The Mandalorian. I can't remember. Yeah, I I think it was last year. Come out. Hang on a second. Last year, I think. Anyway, well, honestly, it's very yeah, weird to me because, like, I don't know. I feel like quarantine has changed a lot of things about pop, you know, culture and like what we all talk about. And I know that like TV is still there, music is still there, whatever. But like, there's something weird about not having like the movie thing. Like, there's just like not that touchstone. 
And I don't know why, but that was kind of like a thing for me. It was always like, oh, you know, you go and it's fun and you like watch the trailers and you're like, this is coming on. I can't wait. You know, that sort of thing. And that's just all gone now. And it just feels like um, that's just a weird thing to not have in normal pop culture because it was such a like, oh, we saw this together or like, mm-hmm. oh, um, I, I can't wait to see it. We're going to go see it together. Right. Yeah. Like that is just like not. Yeah. There. No, I, I completely concur. There are a lot of people I know who hate movie theaters and love that everything's moving digital now. But I am one of those people that enjoys going to the theater. It's it like was you get to go out thing. and like eat the popcorn with your friends and see the movie and the big screen and surround sound. It was just a cool experience. So, yeah, I'm hoping that theaters come back in some capacity. To be honest, this could be the cause of a boom for drive-in theaters because you, there's a natural social distancing element to that. Um, I would actually love that. <laughs> yeah, and I love drive-in theaters. My dad used to take us to the drive-in theater and like, so it was like $8 for a whole car. So it was like, all the kids in there, we'd bring our own pizza and sit there and watch the movie for like a fraction of the cost of watching it in theaters. And all you had to do was wait maybe a month after the movie came out and then it'd be in the drive-in theater. Could you see from the back seat? We got out. You got out. Yeah, we okay, sat. I've never been. The- <laughs> oh yeah. Backseat <laughs> right through the front window. Good lord! All right, sorry. I did. I thought. Okay, so no. I mean, some people watch it in the car, glasses but out. no. Like, you, you get like you park and there's like a you know parking lot. It's just a like grass field, but you can get out and you can set up chairs and sit oh, or whatever. Oh, really I remember fun. this. Uh, I'll never forget this experience. This I was like walking. We, we had is it the one that was in like the one driving theater that was in our area was in like really redneck town. I would just be blunt and I this is very off topic but I'm gonna tell the story anyway so we were in this, this movie theater and um and I was going what I was me and my family you know who are black if, if I haven't made that clear um, <laughs> were in, in this theater and it, there weren't a whole lot of black folks there because it was getting okay but um then, you know, I'm sure there were somebody but we were out and I was out of my car I was walking to get like a drink or something and this next to us was this big truck full up of rednecks, just like shirtless Confederate flag, like oh, whole nine yards. And I'm like, oh, we are in trouble. Uh-huh. And so one of the dudes, shirtless dudes, yells out for, to me as I'm walking like past his car. And I'm like, oh, I'm like scared for my life. He's like, hey. And I'm like, ah. And he was like, hey, y'all want some pizza? And it was just like super nice. nice. <laughs> I think it was like, like they, were, they were really cool rednecks. And I made a very, uh, I made a prejudiced assumption based on what they looked like <laughs> that I was about to have a rough time. But yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun experience. So yeah, I just remember, oh, I made, I jumped to a conclusion there, but I'm glad they were cool. But <laughs> a wholesome story. I wish it was like that every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what movie did you see? Uh, it's hard to remember. I, I know that? that one of the movies we saw in the movie theater, what drive-in theater, was a uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Featuring uh, George uh, Lopez as a chihuahua uh, who uh, falls in love with a Beverly Hills chihuahua who's like, he's like a, he's a maintenance man's chihuahua or something, you know, a little bit racist. <laughs> uh, because, of course, the uh, the repairman, I'm pretty sure, is like Latino. And then, the, 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 and so, and then he falls in love with like this Paris Hilton type chihuahua. I don't think it was Paris Hilton, but it was somebody. And they, she gets like lost. And then there's these dog fighters that are trying to hunt them to so make them fight. That's like, the whole plot it, of Beverly Hills. <laughs> exactly. I will tell you Scene by scene. I think they were trying to use the uh, the um, the chihuahuas to train and do- to train other dogs in dog fighting, which is apparently a thing. Like they will kidnap stray dogs and like weak dogs that had never had a chance of beating anybody, and just to train the bigger dogs oh, how to fight to kill. Really yeah, it's really awful. But anyway, they it ended with them like connecting with the legend of the chihuahua, which is connected nice. to some ancient like mayan myth or something and then they had like some kind of supernatural bark powers i don't know it was a weird movie (laughs) 
Wow. Oh, I, also, I, I also watched uh, Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1 in the drive-in theater. And Puss in Boots. No, not with my whole family. Okay. I watched that with my friend who dragged me to it because she was a Twilight fan. I was not. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. And I also watched Puss in Boots, the movie. I like Puss in Boots. <laughs> They, also, wow. they always show double features. So you got two movies for the first one. <laughs> See, like, I think that's the future. Yes. Movie theaters, like, were very, very overpriced. And we all knew it. Like, the movies themselves, maybe not. Even though some in some places, like, you know, I mean, you know, my friend in New York, like, would have to pay $15 yeah. to see a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, But, you know, we all knew the food was overpriced. The food was expensive. like, smuggling food in. So, <laughs> you know, I almost like the idea of having a little bit more of a, like, BYO pizza. Like, yeah. I know, that was the nice part about it. And the thing is, like, yeah, movie theaters, they were expensive because the licensing of the movie was ridiculously expensive. And especially after Disney owns, like, 90% of the studios that show movie theaters, they were basically bullying other theaters, other studios out of the theater. But, you know, before, like, our current system, like, in the, like, when movies first kind of started being in theaters, like, the 20s to the 40s or 50s, there was the United States versus Paramount case, which is a landmark case, which basically ended the studio model. So mm-hmm. before it was like, if you were an actor, you were signed to a certain studio yeah. and you only made movies for that studio and they could trade you like pieces. Like I remember there was one talk of trying to trade, um, what's his face that plays Rhett Butler in the Bond yeah, with Clark the Gable. Clark Gable. The 20th century, no, I think he was owned by... Not Paramount. Maybe he oh was. Uh, what? Well, let's say he was owned by Paramount. I don't think that was it. But um, one of those companies, MGM. I think it was M- MGM. So they owned him, and uh, 20th Century Fox owned Shirley Temple. And there was talk because at one point they wanted to. It's use, like the NBA. I know. <laughs> at, at one, yeah, I, literally. And at one point they wanted to. They were talking about maybe using Shirley Temple for um, the Wizard of Oz, which I think was MGM. And so the, oh they were in talks. I believe, if I remember correctly, they had at one point had discussed trading Clark. For, like letting Clark be in a 20th Century Fox movie yeah. if they would let Shirley be in an MGM movie. It was a whole thing. And that didn't end up working out, obviously, it went with Judy Garland. But um, but that was how it worked. Like, if you wanted yeah. this actor or actress for your movie, you had to basically trade one of your actors or actresses. And there were Paramount theaters that only showed Paramount movies. And there were MGM uh, theaters that only showed MGM movies, et cetera, that. et cetera. Yeah. And the landmark case of the United States versus Paramount Pictures basically claimed that this violated the monopoly clause and That's they couldn't do that say. anymore. Yeah. It, sounds, it sounds like you could very easily the corner a market uh if you had the best actors you could drive other places out of business and um and also like those people were not going to be able to necessarily do what they wanted artistically like (laughs) i mean maybe they are but like you know that it's it's how they would have like 17 mickey rooney films like where it's like oh the artistic desires of the actor did not matter at all (laughs) like they were like look this is what you're gonna do we own your life (laughs) yeah yeah wow i didn't know any of that yeah, now most actors work on um, as independent contractors, so they have agents and they sign contracts right. with different studios to make different movies, but they're not owned by the studio. Uh, but yeah, that was how it worked in the 30s and 40s. Well, you know, <laughs> as Disney becomes, you know, the the big companies of America, Disney and Amazon and all that, you know, there are starting to be more, like, questions about is there, is there potential for monopoly mm. of this because... You know, they buy up all these smaller pieces, and so they all kind of, you know, bow down to, you mm-hmm. know, Daddy Walt. Yeah, Daddy Walt. <laughs> I hate that Not I to mention that. the confusing, just mess of, like, 
what is is and is not owned by Disney and when it comes to like the streaming platforms because Disney owns Hulu but only part of it and they own Disney they Plus. Do? Yeah, but they own uh, they own majority share of Hulu but not the whole thing. But so Disney owns part of 20th Century Fox but also not the whole thing. So right now there are Disney movies on Disney but there are also Disney movies on Netflix but there are also Disney things on Hulu. I thought <laughs> that was true because there were there are definitely still um a, a, like a couple of pieces of Star Wars Empire. Yeah, universe. they're still on Netflix because the, some of them had contracts, outstanding contracts that they could like when Disney Plus first came out last Christmas for a minute there they had Home Alone movies and then they had to take them off because they still had a contract with whoever else even though it's 20th Century Fox it's technically part of what Disney bought but they oh still had part of the contract with somebody else so somebody else still had the right to stream that and not Disney Plus yeah. so even though Disney Plus is a thing it can't stream Home Alone until that contract is over it's a whole thing I don't know how we got on movie contracts and how movie studio well, systems worked in the feel, 1940s <laughs> it does make me feel less crazy because sometimes I'll get on Netflix and be like I could have sworn it was on here yeah like I'll be like I really really thought there was one of the final Marvel mm-hmm. movies of the you know the whole story arc um and in different countries it's different exactly like if you get a vpn and you go to like um canada for example you'll see shows that are available on netflix that are not available here right so because other countries don't have all the streaming platforms some countries don't have disney plus yet so Uh they have to watch it on other platforms Uh my friend lives in japan he doesn't have disney plus (laughs) yeah i mean well i mean you know, maybe I, I'm not crazy then. They do take things on yes. and off a lot faster than they it's do. for weird reasons, yes. too. Anyway, um, so I think that's all we have to say about the new music from now on. Yeah. Uh, God yeah. bless you having to edit this later. Uh, but, um, nah, I'm not taking it It's all, you're getting it all. You're getting all the unfiltered it's an, hot it's takes. It's an important, but, <laughs> important hot takes you need for yes. your life today. <laughs> but um, we're going to take a break next week um, because it is the holidays coming up. It's the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving holiday. And we're going to be with our respective families. And so, um, mm-hmm. and we hope you're going to be with yours as well in a safe way so we hope that you're not doing any big family gatherings but like if you're with your immediate family or a zoom conference with your whatever's you it's your decision of course but we want you to be healthy and safe and happy this holiday season uh but we will be coming back in december uh we have a special i believe three-part um foray into crispy series into christmas music because we were going to make it one episode, but there's really a lot to talk about as far as Christmas goes. Yeah, so, um, and we have a lot of, like, um, different different kinds of Christmas music we want to talk about. Yes. Um, and uh, and we are really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So. Yes, very interesting. We Join us a lot of history for that. There. Yes, we're looking forward to it. Do you have tea fact for us? I do. Oh, what is Did that? you know that uh, Darjeeling tea is actually referred to often as the champagne of teas? Oh. Because it is uh, the widely accepted belief that it is that... Uh, that's the best of the best. Um, it is grown in the Himalayas where it is um, difficult to harvest, so it's like more rare. And they battle cold and steep terrain, mists, and heavy rains to gather their leaves. So if you ever drink Darjeeling, just know it's a very, very high quality tea that took a lot of work to get. Nice. Um, you know, I don't think I've drunk it much in my life, but I think I've had it before. I don't believe. I'm not sure if I have, but is it bad that when you said Darjeeling, the only thing I could think of in relation to Darjeeling is that scene in Toy Story where Woody, or no, where Buzz uh, loses his arm and he's like hanging out with the Barbie dolls like, I'm sucking down Darjeeling with Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> Look, if he was sucking down Darjeeling, that's a lie. Yeah. That was a fancy tea party. Oh, bless. Oh, Thank you, Tim Allen, for that classic line. Yeah. <laughs> he really, like, um... 
he really got into the headspace of somebody who's truly lost it. And I, I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Well, anyway, yeah. have a happy Thanksgiving yes, and we'll talk to you soon. Wonderful Thanksgiving. Bye. Bye.